Hey, what's good, people? I hope you are well. I'm good. Thank you for joining. This is episode 21, and I have an awesome guest with me, all the way from South Africa, Ruramai Musekiwa, aka Rudo the Gift. We have such an awesome conversation, and I couldn't wait to share this. Just the kind of collaborations that I want to make. African artists, young artists from around the world, this is exactly why I made this podcast. So I'm really excited for you to hear this. We talk about authenticity. We talk about social enterprise in Africa. We touch on the Black Lives Matter movement and a bunch of other things. So please sit back, chillax, and enjoy. This is the Great Zebra Podcast. I am Roger Gray. Let's go. Thank you for joining us on this podcast. Today I have Rudo, South African creative designer. She's a queen. I've had the delight of talking with her for a few weeks. It's been really cool. She started a podcast recently as well. I don't know if she'll call it a podcast, but it's it's a podcast. And uh, and she sounds really good. I can't wait for you to hear her when she first speaks. So, <laughs> Rudo. Thank you for joining me on my podcast. Thank you so much for having me. Um, we finally got here. I yes, think that's right. We've been this for quite a bit. Yeah, that's right. Um, it's crazy. Before, when we were planning on starting this thing, we we're like, oh, we're going to have to talk about this whole COVID situation. And uh, that was like the big deal. That was like, you know, the world is getting shaken up. But now that's kind of like in the backseat, right? Like <laughs> people kind of put that aside because a lot of things are, are are happening in this world right now. How are you dealing with everything? Like, you know, 2020, whoa. Wow. Um, 2020 has, has been a lot. I think we all kind of came in guns blazing, you know, 20 plenty. <laughs> um, <laughs> we're going to, you know, knock this year out of the park and, you know, um, and, and focus on, you know, whatever it is, projects, um, milestones that we want to achieve, but um, yeah, this COVID came with a bit of a curveball, and um, I think for me, it's been it's been an interesting time um, in terms of personal growth. Um, I've had a lot of time to just slow down and reevaluate a lot on a personal level. Um, kind of go back to the drawing board um, as far as you know my projects go. And I've been able to fine tune a few ideas, so it's um, it's been a blessing in that sense. But um, it's it's it hasn't been easy mentally, and I think anybody can attest to that. You know, I'm sure you can attest to that too. Um, it's, Absolutely. You you, you ha- I think we all have to be really intentional about you know taking care of ourselves, um, our mental health our physical health and um, and just ensuring that we're cultivating the right energy, you know, to be productive and to adapt to um, some drastic changes in some cases. Absolutely. Um, it's, it's, it's a very enlightening period. Like it's put a lot of things in perspective, you know, what we were chasing, you know, we were, we were dreaming. We were, we had these goals and, and, and things we were trying to, accomplished in this year we all had resolutions if you're that kind of person and 
but we all had ambitions and uh sort of you know you're given a little you know i don't know it's like the universe throws a spanner in the works and now all of a sudden you're you're really just thinking about things and your place you know so nothing like a existential threat to waken you up <laughs> and give you uh, a little dose of reality and yeah I, i can definitely attest to that you know making me really think about um certain things about myself you know like what am i wasting time on and uh, what are the things that are important to me i think you know it it has given a lot of people perspective and um isolation as well like you know you've kind of forced to think and and look within and uh in, we live in a society where that's not really uh a welcomed and um you know like like we said in the beginning of the year everyone we're just chasing not really you're looking outward and you and you and you're gunning for these targets but you kind of forgot about uh the driver in the driver's seat and yeah it's given us a lot of perspective and um and mental health has is is has been put in question and i've definitely looked within you know self improvement is something i'm 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 really big on constantly just um looking at myself and stuff so this this period has definitely put that in question and and yeah it's it's really interesting um covid like a pandemic uh this is a once in a century kind of thing yeah and here we are i was telling people when this thing first hit like they should write these things in a diary because this is this is something we're going to look back on i think i think yeah. covid i think this whole pandemic is going to traumatize human humanity and not then have to be in a scary way but it will definitely change society in many ways i agree i agree and i think we need something this drastic you know to kind of uh to to drive a new narrative in society i think a lot is been, is being shaken up you know what we're seeing happening in the states also kind of speaks to that you know shaking up of things and you know breaking down the old to you know actually in the new um i think we're definitely going to come out of this you know um transformed in many ways on so many levels and um it's beautiful to to watch and, and you're right it's important to, to document as well yeah yeah for real like you know i was there you know we survived it so <laughs> it, it's 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 a very interesting times we we find ourselves in um how have you how have you been coping um professionally uh personally like how how do you even before we get to the activism and 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 the civil rights and and and, and the black uh, movement um how are you how are you coping with this whole pandemic um i think i've had to i've had to find ways of adapting um and adapting quickly you know um i've had to find new ways of doing business um mm. i've had to find creative ways of um leveraging my skill set you know um i i think it's it's a lot of projects are on ice you know um i think a lot of people in the creative space have experienced that as well um mm. where a lot of you know projects are kind of hanging in the air and waiting for the post covid period to pick a few things up um i think for me i've just had to look for new opportunities in this time um it's it's really been amazing to kind of go beyond your comfort zone and um look for opportunities within the chaos 
you know um so on on kind of a day-to-day level i've had to kind of try and cultivate some level of routine um where i am you know i am making self-care a priority um so i think that's how i've kind of adjusted and and also just um not having access to loved ones you know just really being intentional about communicating with people and checking up on people so yeah that's pretty mm. much how i have uh, uh, wait so you also are you staying alone as well you know with the family no no i'm i'm yeah i'm i'm solo i'm i'm isolated alone <laughs> look at us huh look at us <laughs> <laughs> just need a hug it's yeah be putting a brave face throughout this pandemic but like hey i need i need some love people yeah me too i've also been alone and it's strange it's really strange especially in the beginning right now we've kind of you know some of us have been bored of covid but like in the beginning I'm thinking of my families all over the world, right? Like, you know, my sister is in Italy and you know how things were crazy in the beginning. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I have, I have family in, in, in England and, um, you know, friends in Australia and all, all sorts of things. And I'm just like, man, um, you know, my dad just came. He just made it in the country before our president uh, closed the, the, the borders. And it just makes you think of all these people that you love and, you know, you're nowhere near them. and you're just hoping everyone stays okay because you want to be able to make it through and like you know and um yeah it takes i don't know it puts a lot of things in perspective and you know maybe some things you were taking for granted right now you can kind of look at and be like man i love you guys you know yeah, <laughs> yeah. you have to wait for that drunk moment in a bar it's like you know what right now i'm going to tell all of you i love you before we all die i love you man <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, yeah. It's, it, yeah, that's right. It's, it's, I think um, we've, we've all had to kind of look at what is important. I think when um, what you deem to be a priority is removed, um, it just mm-hmm. gives room to the realness or the, um, the, the value of relationships, the, the value of kind of the purpose of your life beyond the chasing, beyond the paper chasing. you know um i think it's been such a beautiful awakening yeah. in that sense um to just um to just be able to yeah take a, a deeper look at things my battery is doing things over here um yeah so i think for me an interesting thing during this period was attending my uncle's funeral i went to my uncle's funeral um he passed away uh, around the 5th Um, so sorry about that yeah, so thank you um we we buried him last week and um it was so weird you know um it it was so brief we were literally monitored you know kind of the small group mm-hmm. of family that was there they allowed us 30 minutes for the service and just kind of a quick situation gravesite and you know i think there's a lot for us to kind of be dealing with in this period um in terms of how to you know grieve if you're dealing with loss in this period also you know 
Yeah. So um, it's, 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 it's interesting how this time is challenging us in so many different ways. Wow, that's that's something you you know we don't really unless you experience it firsthand. You just see stories and stuff, and uh, it doesn't really hit you hard. But yeah, like uh, how do you deal with grief in, in in such a time where you know protocol is more important? It's it's quite tricky. Like you know, I guess most people won't have to think of that, but you know that's that's quite devastating. Um, yeah, yeah. It's, 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 it's quite a thing, you know, because South Africans, are, or, or at least Black South Africans, are very extra <laughs> when it comes to funerals. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's the case in Kenya, but, you know, mm-hmm. it's I usually... Think it's a, I think it's a Black thing. <laughs> <laughs> so extra. <laughs> you need to have 500 people there, you know, you need to have loads of meat, like, it needs to be a vibe. <laughs> Um, but yeah, yeah. It, it was, it, I think it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting how we have to do things differently culturally also, you know, um, where you can't mm-hmm. really send your loved one off in a dignified way. Um, it's kind of this very quick, you know. Um, right, or a, or a traditional stuff. way, right? Some, some traditional practices may be put behind just because of these things. Absolutely, absolutely. Mm, that's really, really interesting. Like, how... How do you think, um, like you said, uh, um, after this, things will change, uh, whether we like it or not. But I think hopefully for the better. I think that's, you know, it's maybe in the back of some of the um, human rights movements. Uh, but this COVID thing, I don't know, we're going through a pandemic. But like, how do you think it will change society? You know, obviously things like hygiene and stuff, but also med- you know, medical care for its citizens and uh, has come into question. So like, how, else, how do you think it's going to affect humanity? I think that's such a, that's such a deep question. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. <laughs> for the social, economic, uh, political scientist or something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, let me, let me pull my PhD out. <laughs> like, um, what, I, thought, I, thought, I thought everyone is thinking uh, about this thing. <laughs> Aren't we all? <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I think it's hard to kind of forecast what society will look like after this. I think we're very much in the moment. We're very much mm-hmm. present in this thing and trying to take it at least an hour at a time. Um, yeah, fair enough. My hope, my hope would be that <laughs> my hope would be that society changes for the better and that we are able to, um, well, governments are able to understand um, that you know the welfare of their citizens, you know, should be a priority, um, especially on this continent. Um, you know, we, we're dealing with, you know, in South Africa, 20 years post-democracy, um, where service delivery is still an issue, you know, and it took COVID for government to kind of, you know, step up a notch. Um, but I mm-hmm. feel like um, I'm hoping that we just have um, better systems in place. Um, I'm, I'm hoping our leaders take this kind of as a lesson to, um, to prepare for any possibilities, um, but also to prioritize the citizens because um, it really hits, you know, people that are at the bottom of the food chain the hardest, you know. Um, That's right. 
so yeah, I'm, I'm hoping we'll see those kinds of changes. Um, and I'm hoping that people will um, just have a, a new perspective on, on, on what matters, you know? Um, yeah. Yeah. I think we have these large enterprises that are, you know, at all costs wanting to, um, to capitalize, you know, on industries. Um, I'm just hoping that we have a more human centered approach to business. Um, yeah, that's, that's, that's what I hope for. I don't know if that's what we're going to experience or see, but um, yeah. What, what are your hopes or what, what do you think we are going to mm -hmm see post covid yeah well you know i hope for everything you've you've said you know a lot of times you know your ideals go one way then the world goes the other way so hopefully <laughs> things don't go down like that but yeah i see i see changes in hopefully you know like you said there's a revolution in, in the mind like just how we how we think about things you know the things we value in life um you know the social connections that we have uh maybe more important than the social media connections we have and and all the things that we may have been putting to a higher pedestal beforehand um but i think like you know many things like like the professional like workplaces are going to change i believe because this has really put into question you know that kind of um that's labor intensive um, kind of structure that's in most companies where, you know, nine to five or, or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. I think we've all known um, if you've ever worked in such an environment that it's really not conducive. It's, it's, it doesn't really match the, the human being, right? Like we, we, we get burnout after, after a very short time, our brain can't really function for long hours at a certain, uh, you know, doing a, doing a particular task. So I think this has kind of, exposed uh, the the bullshit in in the workplace so i think you know working from home needs to i think maybe businesses will start paying you to set up maybe okay maybe the suggestion but like you can they pay you more so you can have a home office or, or maybe it's an assumption that you have a home office so you know you don't have to commute or whatever because you know think about the amount of money and time that's wasted commuting or transporting or like you know going to the office for one meeting then you get back like you know it's some of these things we've been just operating in a very i don't know i guess we didn't have any other way but now we're being we're seeing another way so i think that'll be kind of cool um maybe a little more human uh, a more human kind of workplace because right now they, they, you know, they kind of treat people like like robots um, so I think that will be an interesting change you know general hygiene should be something <laughs> that we all um, you know champion so I think this will this will kind of you know help with that greetings what if what if the whole elbow thing just sticks you know after this like hey I don't want to touch your hands bro <laughs> <laughs> so i think it's <laughs> yeah i'm sticking with it for sure and especially like the mask the masks i'm sticking with that actually even before covid uh, a friend of mine bought me some masks because she knows i'm allergic to dust and stuff so she actually had masks ready for for this pandemic so i think now 
um, afterwards, people will still be wearing, you know, like when, when they know they're going to somewhere maybe shady or, 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 or you know, in a certain situation, um, going to hospital or I don't know. I think it'll change how people are. And now masks are acceptable. Before you walk around with the mask, they're like, yo, do you have a book? like what, what's wrong with you you know but now yeah. um no, it, it, you it, know it's now it's now it's like getting creative with these masks you know like special yeah. designs like you know bits of glitter yeah. and like it's interesting yeah there's, there's bling there's all sorts of, of cool stuff um it's really cool I, I, <laughs> uh it's, it's interesting what the world has done but yeah you know i guess before it's a bit scary but you know we're coming to terms with these things and uh you know just i guess a general sense of uh caution is is what will prevail so you know i hope everyone is wearing the masks as they're listening to this <laughs> <laughs> absolutely you know just kind of going back to kind of how um the professional space is changing um i'm i've been seeing a lot of a lot more kind of collaborative projects happening and i think this kind of stillness has allowed for people to, you know, get their brands out there, um, elaborate digitally. Um, you know, you're now able to kind of even plug into the international space and, you know, connect with people and, and, and really um, kind of not even aggressively market your brand, but put yourself out there and have a captive audience, you know, so... I think um, what I what I'm enjoying about this time is that it, it really is fostering um, opportunities to collaborate um, because people have more, a lot more time to kind of have conversations and to um, share ideas. I've been having a couple of Zooms with um, friends in the creative industry, um, you know, filmmakers, art directors, and we've been speaking ideas and kind of, you know, we've been meaning to work together for a very long time, but you, you get so caught up in kind of the day-to-day of normal life um, that you don't really get to sit down and, you know, ideate and um, and come up with ways to to drive, you know, cool initiatives or projects forward. So I think it's, 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 a, it's a really cool time, um, whatever industry you're in, to, to find ways to collaborate with people, to find ways of connecting with people, you know? Yeah, um, look at me, <laughs> you know, there you go. Exactly. <laughs> you know, I've taken a page out of that book. Definitely, it's, it's an opportune time to, you know, like we're all sitting at home trying to figure this thing out. So like uh, collaborating is the best way to figure it out. And uh, I have been seeing a lot of that. There was all sorts of challenges um man that's crazy like in the beginning of this whole pandemic the amount of challenges that went down like that was crazy like i what what has happened where are they all like where where have they gone (laughs) like people are tired of challenging each other's like yeah don't you dare challenge me i'm glad they're tired of of these challenges (laughs) like you're a grown-ass man on tiktok like (laughs) what are you doing (laughs) hi make it stop (laughs) <laughs> Wait, Rudo, you're not on TikTok? Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm living under a rock. No, no, no. I don't know. It's funny. You say that, then one day you're going to see the Grey Zebra podcast TikTok account. Don't hate, okay? Don't hate. I'm going to judge. I'm going to judge you hard if you ever do that. <laughs> you know, I don't know. Um, yeah, wait. So before uh, you're talking about 
branding, uh, leveraging yourself in a different way, you know, um, using these key terms, maybe not many people are familiar with, but uh, please give us a bit of information as to your, bar- your, your background, your, you know, your profession. What do you do? So, um, <clears throat> goodness, I've, I've, I think I've messed with different titles over the years because I think it's just as, as creative. I, I change I change my title every four months. So you know, <laughs> what's your title director. today? <laughs> <laughs> Arts director. <laughs> um, look, um, <laughs> I've got a background in, in my background is in graphic design. That's kind of my um, that's my forte. That's what I do um, on the daily. That's, you know, that's, that's what I do in terms of livelihood. Um, but I am also a fine artist, um, and I've exhibited as well. Um, and also, um, I'm, I'm a bit of a writer. I do a bit of copywriting, um, a bit of poetry, um, got some unpublished material that I'm hoping to get out there at some point in time. But I think, um, in essence, I, I'm 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 a versatile creative. You're you're the the all rounder, right? Like multi disciplined creative. Yes, yes, yes. Um, um, do you, do you, do you struggle um, finding a, uh, a focus, or do you just know like, hey, I'm good at all these things. I'm gonna I'm gonna juggle all these chainsaws. I don't care if it hurts me. Or do you think focusing is is something you're trying to do? Like. I think that that is definitely an area of development. Um, I think if you have kind of multiple things that you are passionate about um, uh, or gifted in, um, it's it's hard to kind of, you know, hone in on one thing and focus on that thing. But uh, I've learned to kind of look at seasons in my life as opportunities to focus on a particular craft. Um, Mm. there, There will be a period of time where I'm just kind of, in spite of the graphic design work um, and consulting, I would just throw myself into creating art um, over a period of time for an exhibition. Um, Or I would dedicate time to kind of, you know, writing and, you know, building up material um, that I, I would like to publish. Um, So yeah, it's, 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 it's a number of things, but um, I think more than all of these things that I, I do or, uh, perceive myself to be good at. Um, I think social enterprise is kind of the heart of where I I would like to be. You know, I mm. think it's 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 a very it's a beautiful relationship. Um, the relationship between creativity and creating or driving impact. Um, whether it's kind of workshopping with kids in the hood, um, and kids that are gifted in art. Um, or trying to find young illustrators to collaborate with it so that they have income opportunities. I think for me, that's, that's a real passion for me beyond kind of just being this artiste. Um, so I think um, that's where I would love to kind of see things headed eventually. Um, mm-hmm. like a creative social enterprise that, you know, that grooms young creatives, young African creatives, um and and also provides like dope work basically so yeah that's that's me in a nutshell um first of all that's that's really um 
you know, remarkable, just uh, where you want to go, where you're headed, and the kind of thing that you want to, um, you know, it's kind of like a legacy, right? Because it's not just feeding yourself, you're, you're feeding the, you know, your community. And, um, you know, honestly, I feel kind of bad about myself because I just feel like a selfish uh, designer or whatever. Like, how come I'm not thinking this expansive? How am I? <laughs> no, but like, I think that's, that's really cool. Um, I asked uh, because I think I saw a video about, uh, of Gary V talk, and someone was asking the a similar question. And I guess sometimes as a creative, you can beat yourself up and, maybe you don't know it's like oh how come i can't choose one thing or you know i'm I'm all over the place and i think his reply was just basically you know you're you know you're all rounded in all these things you should just hone in on all these skills and you know find your way so i think uh being multidisciplined in in a direction that you're going will actually benefit you even more so if you're just you know the super graphic designer because you know you're into you're into different things and you want to impact in different ways so you need all these disciplines right because i'm guessing you get to a point where you're more consultative and and then managerial but like you want to have um expertise or at least you know you, you need to know a bit of everything right yeah. Yeah, no, it, it, it is helpful to kind of have your, your fingers in different pies, you know, um, absolutely. Um, just sorry to kind of interject there. Um, I, I think also it's, it's helpful um, kind of um, in the sense that, you know, a lot of young people in underprivileged spaces don't really know what the creative space has to offer, you know. Um, so it's been beautiful to kind of, you know, get young people excited about such things, especially when a lot of black parents discourage the idea of the, being an artist. Art. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Actually, I think this is a really wonderful topic. Um, you know, yeah, you're right, because I think a lot of the youth would love to um, break, uh, break away with some creative discipline, but if you, you you, you can't act on what you don't know right and you can't um even if you know it you can't act on it if there's no resources and, and things like that i think a big problem with this you know in what we do is you know you need there's a perception of you know the things that you need right there's the computer the the design the tablet like, you know what are all these things that you require to get started but i think um facilitating a sort of a platform or or environment where uh, underprivileged kids can tap into this. Uh, I think it, it will serve the community, Africa, well, right? Like um, one of the podcasts I have coming up is with a good friend of mine called Comet, and he's a visual effects artist. And something that he's uh, planning on doing as well is uh, getting into education, because um, I speak for Kenya. There's a big gap in the education and the industry. You know, like the education <clears throat> isn't professional enough it's not it's, it's not to a level where the 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 market demands so you have people who have come out getting out of school graduating and they do not have the skills to to get to the next level so he's trying to bridge that gap and 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 uh, it's it's necessary right like it's it's a way out for us it's what we do um, but someone else may not know what to do but like showing them um, this is this is a way uh, could be highly beneficial. 
Absolutely. Goodness. I mean, there's so much talent on this continent. It's, it's insane. Um, you have so many gifted young people um, that either just get lost in the system or, um, or just not aware of how, you know, or don't have the tools, the resources to, you know, to know what to do with this gift. And there's also a lack of, you know, education, even in, in, in the, that generation of parents that, you know, that don't know that, you know, the creative space can be lucrative, you know. Um, mm -hmm. I think interventions, you know, I, I feel like they need, there needs to be some intervention. Um, there needs to be an educational intervention where, um, you know, people are kind of brought into the creative space and made to understand um, how layered it is and how, how abundant it is an opportunity. Absolutely. Um, something, um, I know it's kind of downplaying my uh, ambitions, but like this, something I did want to um, help in terms of education was teaching people how to make money off uh, these skills and online, you know, um, particularly artists. <clears throat> because there's, there's a practical side of it that's usually missed in translation. Um, like in college, I did not learn anything about business and, and positioning yourself and learning how to leverage yourself, all these things that you've just mentioned. We didn't learn any of that. And, um, you know, I feel like that's, there's a big hole in most uh, creative uh, institutions and everyone can, every creative who's graduated or gone through that kind of process can attest to that. It's like, Hey, I've come out here with, you know, these skills. I don't know how to use them or I don't know how to position myself. I don't know how to make money. And uh, that's something that I've definitely wanted to uh, help um, spread the message and, and just educate people because, you know, I feel like Africa, we're just, there's so many things that are uh, halting your progress. It may be, you know, government uh, disbursement of funds or, or there's all sorts of corruption in Kenya. And I'm sure it's the same there. So it's like, you know, people who should be getting resources aren't. So, and there's just so much kind of, in your way. So I think, you know, the internet, social media presents a really big uh, opportunity for Africans. And um, it's something uh, I'm going to be talking about, uh, I, I believe in every episode, <laughs> because I feel like it's that it's that important. And it's, it's very empowering. And, you know, um, I really want to get to that person who wants to uh, make something out of themselves, and they can, there is a way to make something uh, from 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 this digital landscape on the internet or social media absolutely absolutely i, I think you should run with that um i was actually chatting to a friend of mine the other day about the the possibility of um a creative business accelerator you know there's so many different kind of little business accelerator hubs um even in kenya i'm aware of a few that that have popped up um where you go through this accelerator program and you kind of get the foundational knowledge, um, how to scale up your business, um, just all these different basic concepts, you know, that, that, that will really empower you as, as a person in business. And um, so me and a friend are speaking about that. Perhaps that can be kind of an offline conversation between you and I um, at some point, um, but just creating a creative accelerator, a creative business accelerator. I don't think there is a lot of that on the continent. 
I certainly don't know of that um, here in South Africa. Um, but I think it would be quite cool to even get, you know, um, willing um, industry experts um, to be a part of that process, people that are willing to give up their time to either mentor or um, or just help you ideate, you know, um, whatever the case may be. But um, it's just kind of a seed I'm planting. That sounds good. That's, that, sounds, uh, that sounds excellent. Um, yeah, absolutely. We need uh, different versions of this. And uh, I think just having conversations about it, you know, you don't know who, uh, which seed you're planting where, right? And uh, that's, I think that's one of the great things with um, the podcast. I, I, I really, I just get to talk about these things that I'm uh, nerding about, but also things that are quite important. And I think opportunities for Africa is, is uh, for young Africans is something that it's, um, I want to make a point uh, in pushing. So that's that's really cool. Yeah, I can't wait for that offline discussion. Um, so you're a writer, poet, fine artist. Like that's 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 awesome. Like wait, wait. <laughs> your poetry, you haven't yet published it. Um, I haven't as yet. Um, I think I think it's kind of that. Um, uh, that problem a lot of us have sometimes of um, mm. of of comparing your work to kind of the next yeah. person's work and um, yeah, yeah. No, I, I think I think also it's just it's been I'll be honest it's been um, it's been a struggle for me to put out these different versions of expression yeah, yes. of myself because people are just like okay now you are creating beautiful <laughs> things beautiful pictures now you're writing like girl now you're playing the guitar <laughs> what do you want <laughs> hey don't hate appreciate what i'm giving you yeah, yeah. It's, it's i think it's been um yeah, I think I think I've just had to kind of get get past my own um, imposter syndrome. Um, and I think we we all have kind of those mental barriers that we need to overcome um, in, in in different ways. Um, and I think for me, it, it's just been that mental barrier of okay, I'm comfortable putting myself out as a visual artist. Um, I've done decent work. Um, I've been able to work with Global Citizen. Great. This is the brand that I'm putting out. So, um, yeah, yeah, it's been, <laughs> <laughs> well, I think, well, first of all, on what you're actually, what, what you're currently doing, I think, you know, your designs are really, really awesome. And there's like a mixture of graphic and there's like some fine art in it because, uh, you know, it looks like you've, you've, you've sketched it out, but it also does look digital and, uh, a lot of, I, I really, I really, really enjoy your work. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah. Um, imposter syndrome. It's, <laughs> it's, this is going to be something, I, you know, it's going to be something I'm going to talk about in a lot of episodes and I have already, mm-hmm. but I just recorded an episode with my friend and we, we talk about it then again. And it's something I believe everyone goes through, right? Especially in this kind of climate where, you 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 have to kind of come out and, and do your thing and you know like i said publish you know it's it all of a sudden comes with this you know a lot of connotations and 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 
and it's like hey i'm not a poet you know when i start publishing does it now it's like things get serious all of a sudden yeah or people's perception of you is changing it's like hey Roger, you know, you only used to post the hand thing and now you have the selfies. Well, are you now uh, some sort of model? Like, what are you doing? So it's like people, <laughs> people, people, will, you know, like there's, there's a weird thing. And I don't know, I guess, yeah, I've been listening to a lot of Gary V and he's addressed this on many occasions. And, uh, you know, you kind of have to, you have to give yourself a new way of thinking. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I thought to myself, obviously, what I put out on social media, you know, someone can't think they know me. That would be, you know, incredibly naive. I show like what 5% of me or something. I just showed, uh, you know, I talk about self-improvement and stuff like that. Cause it's, you know, my form of uh, self-expression, I guess it's my own therapy. But when I start putting something else, you know, um, it's like, I don't know why we do that to ourselves, but it's like, Hey, this is another part of me. And, I'm used to it. I don't I don't need you to get used to it. It's like, you know, I'm just going to push it. And it's like, if you, you know, you like it or not, this is, this is who I am. But I think a lot of us kind of stop before we even start because, you know, you just, you know, imposter syndrome is, is a, is a deadly thing. And, and maybe it's the, it's the biggest kill out here, you know, because it's out here killing dreams like Freddy Krueger, right? Like, you know, you have, you have, you have some sort of, you have a thing that you want to do, but now you think that you're not, you know, it's like that, you know, you're not exactly comparison because you see someone is better. You know, people that you admire are already doing this and you're like, man, I'm nowhere there. What am I trying? I'm playing myself. You know what? Shut up. Let me just stop. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, I think it's, it's, you know, it's, it's good to be having these conversations. Um, I, I think it's, you know, it's, it's such, it's not an overnight thing. Um, it's, it's a process of, um, of caring less about external expectations. Um, and I, I think I'm, I'm definitely kind of on that journey of caring a lot less um, about what, you know, people perceive me to be or expect me to be or what is comfortable with them. Um, I just think when you're navigating um, the social media space um and that is kind of linked to um people buying into your brand you've got to be tactical about that also you know so you can't just be like yeah. hey you know um yeah. I, I, yeah i think you need to to be tactical about it and um time things well and you know there's a strategy to to how you put things out there but i think just kind of without going too far off um I think it is a process. A friend of mine like mm-hmm. saying, I don't have any fucks left to give. Like <laughs> I had that's, a field full of fucks and, and it's, it's that's it. That's <laughs> it. I have I have just a few left, trust me, but like you know, I've I've gotten a few <laughs> you know, like and and I've I've done a couple of posts. The last post I talked about this was um it, it was on my feed and I said, Thank goodness I don't give a fuck enough to just continue you know something something like that and it really is it really honestly i think that was the a bit of a turning point for me when i started now posting uh, somewhat regularly on on instagram and when i started the palm writings is because i just said you know what it's like you know for, 
just think about it, right? I never really paused. Or before, maybe it was like, you know, a selfie. And I was before I was actually doing my graphic design, I was doing photo manipulation and some cool stuff, right? Now, all of a sudden, I start putting these, my palm, my hand and some writing on it. It's like, it's so random, so strange, right? So this whole thing for people getting used to you, obviously, I'm going to be like, man, these people are going to wonder what's this guy showing? What's this palm thing, right? Yeah. But like, I just, <laughs> I got, I had that resolve. I did not care. I'm like, you know what? This is it, man. This is it. And and it's like, like, like KG's worth of fucks just dissolved. And then, <laughs> in that moment. And, Right there, it was like some sort of epiphany. And I just said, you know what, I'm just going to keep going. And um, I may, you know, kind of stumble. I may not be as consistent or whatever, but I'm just going to keep going. And uh, and yeah, I'm going to learn a lot from this. And sure enough, you know, it's like people get used to you. It's like whatever you push, people get used to your shit. So it's like <laughs> you may start, you know, something new or whatever. And it may be strange in the beginning and people are commenting or someone's DMing you like, hey, you know, that's interesting what you're doing or whatever. So it's like people are, you see the new eyes. But uh, eventually people get bored of your shit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is this is what I've seen. Like, you know, I was a bit so nervous for the podcast when I, when I finally shared it. Uh, it was with a guest episode, right? So that was the first time I shared it. I already had two episodes. But um, that was the first time I shared it for the public. I was so nervous, man. Whoa. But the part that really excited me, which may be odd, was after the initial peak. Because after I shared it, oh, so many people are like, what? You got Roger, what is this again? What? You know? So they, they all went to check it out. And that's the part, of, that's, that's the most anxiety I've had, you know, in terms of this, putting out this podcast. But afterwards was the part I really loved is when it all died out. I'm like, ah, yes. Wow. <laughs> I'm like, perfect. You've all gone away. Shoo. <laughs> then it's like, now I can just chill with people, you know, whoever, you know, it's like, it's not people gassing me up anymore. It's not the hype. It's like, you know what, if you're, you're, if you're still here, then you, then you, then you, you know, it's like you're meant to be here. It's like, you know, I'm talking to you, but it was a, a lot of stress off me and I could just operate kind of like, like, it's like, it's like in, I remember like in, in art class in, in, uh, in, in primary or whatever, like when someone was the teacher or some friend of mine is looking over my shoulder when I'm doing my work, I'm like, yo, I can't work, man, move away. So I think it's kind of like that. So it's like the less eyes, um, the more kind of liberty I had to, you know, just just do my thing without any, you know, too many eyes looking. It's less pressure. I could just I could just go. Sure, that is amazing, and and it's so true. I think um, I I think you you need to be selective about the amount of pressure that you you're willing to internalize. You know, the amount of external pressure. Mm. Um, I think for me, I've I've had to in kind of you know, doing or creating a number of different projects. Um, I've had to kind of pause in many instances and kind of revisit my why. Um, because mm. I think when you get caught up in the hype of people gassing you up and people, you know, kind of really digging what you're doing, um, you, it kind of changes the way you approach your work. Um, mm-hmm. And it's easy to lose the authenticity of kind of the the initial reason and the initial, you know, um, 
intention of what you wanted to do um, if your focus is is on people's reaction and response because now you start kind of trying to tailor things to those many voices you know that, that are um, yeah. nitpicking and analyzing your work so yeah it's, it's always good to to revisit your why yeah uh, you know social media likes you know follows and all these things you know you it kind of distracts you and uh, at a point you, you like you that becomes the gauge of your success it's like oh man this you know this post or this thing or this you know it's and then you value yourself based on that um but i have i have a little question for you um in terms of like you like you're mentioning you're saying you know it should be a bit strategic or at least, you know, for you, that's, that's what kind of works. You don't want to just go gun ho and like, Hey, I'm a poet. Then tomorrow you're like a fine artist. Then next day I'm like, Hey, podcast. And, um, and that's f- fair enough. I think, so this, this is kind of like my, uh, uh, something I've been thinking of. There's basically two ways of, of, of doing things for me, uh, or at least that I'm seeing. And, um, I know where I belong. You tell me where you, where you are. Um, basically there's, strategy you know you plan before you do then you finally execute and then go ahead or the other side which is my side or at least in 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 the you know the birth of this podcast and and a couple of things that i've done in life is i just go in then i organize as i go yeah because like for me i'll explain why i'm like that because um I know myself <laughs> and maybe that's, that's the point. That's, that's the self-awareness is the beginning of everything. Right. And, and so, you know, one day it hit me, okay, start a podcast and stuff, but like, I also love production, right? Like I'm, I'm a designer, I've done editing, I've, you know, I have a lot of multidiscipline just like you. So I got right on top of it, um, logo, aesthetics, I'm looking at all these things. And then, um, I, was, I, was, I was, you know, ordering mics, you know, I wanted a camera so I can YouTube. So it's like I was, I, was, I was doing so much without actually starting. And and it just hit me, you know, I was like, man, I'm never going to start because I need all these silly things. And uh, I just said, you know what, just go. And I had no real concept honestly i just wanted to talk it's like hey you know i had the palm writing so that's a bit of express expression and there's a lot of uh, self self um improvement but i just wanted to talk i do not know how to even categorize the podcast when it came to like you know all these settings in the podcast i'm like okay what do i call this you know what what i had no real experience even listening to podcasts so i didn't know the how it should be constructed or whatever i was like you know what just start man you know all this stuff will come as it goes and and it's 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 interesting and i feel like that serves my personality well because i've just gone i've started it and 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 i knew i have this thing with me where it's like once i start i won't stop i've I've developed this over the last couple of years so you know i knew once i start i'm not going to stop and i'll fine-tune everything else so i started I didn't have an intro music. Oh, added that up. Started editing, but a bit better. Added that, you know. And slowly, um, I'm developing this thing to 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 a much more professional standard. Something that I can be proud of. Because my first episode, <laughs> I don't know if I can listen to that again, <laughs> even though it is one of the most watched episodes, surprisingly. Um, so yeah, me, it's just like 
go, then you figure it out. It's kind of like shoot first, ask questions later. That's 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 my method. I am so, very much yeah. on, on on your side of things. Um, yeah, I think I don't know. I think there's just um, you know when you when you're creative, it's hard to kind of follow a linear process, right? So mm-hmm. it's, it's, I think we just have this impulse to just like shoot and just, you know, and we'll work the rest out later. And I think it, it, it's helpful if you have people that can be your strategy people um, mm. in your corner. It helps if you have people that are the business strategist people um, that can kind of plug in you know, into that space. Um, but I am all for shooting. I'm all for just going for it. Um, there's a beauty in just, you know, going through the process of growing and refining something into something really beautiful. You know, um, I think yeah. there's uh, that, what it's called analysis paralysis, you know, you get right. in kind of overanalyzing, overthinking. Um, trying to fine tune something that you haven't even kind of piloted, you know. Um, so, yeah, I think, um, yeah, big ups to the shooters, hey. Yeah, yeah that's right. That's, <laughs> that <laughs> is right. Um, it, it's it's very interesting. It's actually just, I think, a couple of days ago, I, I just changed the description for my podcast because now I'm, I'm, I'm guess, I guess I'm getting a bit more self-aware. And now... I know what the podcast is. Before it's like, oh yeah, I just talk to people, you know, creating conversations, whatever. But now it's like, okay, I've I, I had to write down basically the the persona, the 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 demographic of you know who who am I talking to? Mm-hmm. And and now I'm starting to fine tune everything. It's like it's like after all <laughs> after a few months of having a podcast, I feel like now I know what it is. Now I can actually describe <laughs> what it is. Before you ask me, like, you have a podcast, I don't know, just talk about stuff, you know. But <laughs> yeah. now I, I know exactly what to say. And um, <laughs> I well, don't know. Yeah. Well, yeah. actually, go ahead. What if, if you had to kind of do the whole elevator pitch, right? Um, tell us about uh, your podcast. Are you just going to put me in? The, I haven't practiced enough. <laughs> <laughs> No, okay, I guess, um, what can I say? <laughs> the podcast, I just wrote it down just like two seconds, uh, like yesterday. Um, but basically, I'm talking to the young Africans who is um, somewhat introverted, but ambitious as well. And uh, looking for tips on how to just get control of life and then do the things you're passionate about. That's okay. it. Nice, nice. So yeah. <laughs> So you know, it, I started out by just writing the the, the key points of um, of the of the demographic, and I basically just ended up describing myself. And what I wrote was young adult, introverted, creative, ambitious. And I think, and and I I I, I reconstructed my bio to to highlight all those things without actually saying it specifically. Hey, I'm looking for a young adult. <laughs> I, I put it in a way where, hey, someone can look at it and say, identify with that. that that's like me. I'm young African and I'm trying to do something. And hey, you know, and I, I, I like these conversations. So, so yeah, um, I'm just <laughs> slowly figuring it out. And and I think sometimes, you know, a lot of people, like you say, an, an, an analysis paralysis, people 
you know you're planning you're strategizing you 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 know you're you're brainstorming too much and and at some point it's like hey man you know everything you need to do you know what you, you know, what you have and what you don't have just just go yeah. you know just just go <laughs> my first episode is called start something and uh because i had that paralysis you know because i had stockholm syndrome because i just couldn't move and i was like you know what you know i didn't know what to start with the first episode i'm like actually starting is the best way to start so mm-hmm. so yeah it's it's a really important uh thing for me because it's something i'm de- i know i've jumped over that hurdle and uh, obviously i still deal with it in different ways i still have fucks to give but you know each day just shedding those fucks shedding away <laughs> shed them fucks <laughs> shed them fucks bro <laughs> i hope you edit that out <laughs> i'm going to add the volume on down <laughs> Yeah, so, <laughs> echoing. <laughs> so, Rudo, um, your podcast. Yes. Uh, you started quite recently, Very and uh, and and <laughs> and I really really like it. Uh, just how how you speak to your. Uh, you've had one guest so far, right? Am I wrong? I hope hopefully I haven't missed anyone. two so far two actually two i've listened to both the lady and the and the dude so yeah i've listened to both and really really nice you know just my kind of conversations basically and i'm just and you know i'm not in a place where i'm like hey you know you uh, we should have all different podcast things i I wish everyone can have a self-improvement podcast everyone should have a africa you know um startup podcast or whatever we need to have all these forums where we discuss these things and uh, just exchange ideas mm-hmm. and um yeah i just feel like your your podcast is one of those um one of the podcasts i've heard in africa that i'm really excited for no uh, pressure no not at, <laughs> not at all <laughs> no um thank you so much um I I I think it was also just um uh, it was me shooting um with this thing I I I don't I don't think I ever envisioned myself um really um having any sort sort of platform to to have conversations you know I I I've always been comfortable with just expressing myself through my uh, these other creative mediums um but I just realized that you know there's a lot of substance to the conversations I've been having with people you know um within my network um my tribe of people um there are a lot of quality conversations in that space um people that have um just their own experiences to share um but also people that can drop some wisdom you know that 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 is beneficial for the next person Um so I'm I'm much like you in kind of your early stages of figuring your podcast out I I still I still have yet to figure out where this thing is going kind of just rolling with it for now um but I think um the very basic fundamental thing is is again um using a medium to empower using a medium to um to connect and um and and it's something that creates a new narrative 
for African people. I think within dialogue, we're able to unpack so many different things that are unhealthy, um, so many problematic um, spaces in our existence as African people. And I think we'll, we'll be able to cultivate solutions through these conversations. Um, so yeah, that's, that's pretty much where it's at right now. Yeah, you know, just keep going. Um, whatever you're doing is, it seems well put together. Honestly, it, do, it doesn't seem like you're freestyling. It does have a, a, a vibe to it. And uh, it's not like, you know, you're talking about sports on one episode and the other one you're talking, you know, it's like, it's, it's quite um, well put together, I believe. But yeah, just keep going and uh, you'll figure it out and uh, you'll fine tune. And something I'm looking into is segments. Um, like I have my solo segments, then I have the guest episode. But there's, there's another podcast uh, I should recommend to you. It's called Have You Heard George's Podcast? Have you heard about it? I haven't. I'll check it out. Definitely. It's an interesting name because, you know, <laughs> Have You Heard George's Podcast? But <laughs> it, 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 it recently won a, a Peabody Award. And it's it should win the Oscars, to be honest. Like if you, you, and, it, and it's strange how I say that. Like, how, how can a podcast win an Oscar? But he's done something so unique i urge you uh after this i'm gonna send you the link to check it out and anyone who's listening have you heard george's podcast amazing and uh, you know taking storytelling to a different level and uh, what he does is he's uh he's actually uganda he's he's he's, he's english but he's from uh, you know ugandan descent ugandan family but he really talks about you know uh his 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 background in in UK, the struggle for Black people, his hoods, the communities over there, and he's done it in such a creative way. It's like a movie. It's like you know, you start listening to the podcast, you hear you hear kids playing, you hear the cars, and he's talking, and he's he's and he's a poet. So his his poetry has blown my mind. And now that you're a poet and a, a podcaster, you have to now you have to listen to that uh, podcast. It's simply brilliant. But um, I, I bring it up because. I just like, like you said, we need to come up with different ways to tell the narrative and uh, podcasting is one of the ways. And it's a very uh, exciting, you know, budding, it's, you know, it's, it's coming up in Africa. You know, I see the numbers and, um, and, and it's important, you know, some people give me some feedback and, you know, they just never had these conversations before. You know, you take for granted that the, the, the knowledge you have, you're like, hey, you can really help a lot of people with what you know. And uh, I definitely feel that for you as well. Thank you very much. Um, I'm, I'm definitely encouraged to to continue. Yeah, absolutely. Um, huh, it's now I, I know I've decided, but it's going to be one of the topics we had to get across. And it's Black Lives Matter. It's George Floyd. It's all these. Um, amazing names that uh you know not forgotten but we've we tragically lost them uh, due to police brutality and racism and you know basically white supremacy yeah. what what has been going through your mind as this has sparked oh goodness you know it's weird as you mentioned that my body begins to like tense up like literally yeah. I'm just like, yeah. ah, God, it's, yeah. um, hmm. 
let me try and find the words. Um, I, I think for me, it is, it is honestly, it's unacceptable that in 2020, we, we're still dealing with such, you know, we've progressed so much as, you know, as humanity, but we, we haven't really, there, there is a, a sickness, I'd like to call it, that needs to be addressed. Um, it's a mental illness this obsession with power and with um and, and with asserting this this um notion of power over a certain group of people um it's it's it, i think for me when i when i watched that video and i and i watched the entire video of george floyd um um with this with this with this man's, you know, knee on his neck, you know, crying out for, you know, for air and oh God, it's, it's, it's traumatic. So when he, when he cried out for his mother, I nearly just broke down. Oh, it, it's, I, 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 I honestly don't have a response for you, Roger, because I feel like, yeah, well, it, we, we've, been, that's, we've been, we've been that's speaking it, about, right? like, we've it, been it, marking, it, it's, it's, it's like what, what needs to happen, what needs to happen, you know? Yeah, it's it's it can I guess it can put you in a place where you're either just completely angered and pissed off and or you're just like it's completely just apathetic, you know, you're like you know, I don't even care anymore because what is this, you know? Yeah. And it's yeah, it's no I'm not surprised you lost for it because it's something that that you know I, I, I can get quite emotional with these things like like I, I can't remember the last time I watched Kenyan news because it, I get emotional watching this stuff so you know something like this you know it's like you know just well I'm glad that it's been brought up I'm glad that it's been um, I don't know if I can use the word addressed yet but like we'll put a spotlight on it and white supremacy in general has been put into question, you know, and it's like how we, how it's not, nothing has really changed. Like you said, um, it's, it's, it's so, it's so annoying, right? And it's also quite alarming when you look at the pictures, you know, of the riots, uh, not even the riots, just the activism. Then you, you see some black and white picture of the eighties or, or whatever, or the sixties or, you know, the previous century, and it's exactly the same. Same, same slogan, same placard, same yeah. message yeah. for Black civil rights. And um, yeah, it's very infuriating. It's very infuriating. But I think it's a great time. Um, it's a perfect time. Well, there's no better time, right? It could have, it should have happened yesterday. But here we are today. Things are being forced to put in focus, and uh, I. I I actually really like the momentum it's built because it's like I'm seeing, you know, I'm looking at all these different black celebrities and I'm seeing the comments, I'm seeing what people are saying and uh, the conversations people are having. And it seems like it's like people are have had enough. It's like, hey, you know what? We're not, this is not going to be some trendy hashtag. Like we're done with this. It's like, we're not going to, this things, this is, we've reached a crossroads. And from this, there's not reached a point of no return. It, it and, uh, different. Yeah. It does feel um, different to um, uh, a, a lot that has happened in the past, as far as re you know, revolts go. Um, it, it, 
I think there, there's an energy, um, a collective energy amongst um, black people um, where we, we are fighting to transform our narrative. You know, we understand the importance in this generation of, of being custodians of actual freedom, you know, not, not the illusion of freedom, not limited access to things. Um, I think there's something very distinct and different about this generation of, of black people, African people on the continent in the diaspora. Um, I, I, I think that, it, you know, we may not see in, in our generation, um, the fullness or the full extent of that transformation, but I think there's hope for the young ones you know, and for the first time in a very long time, I actually feel hopeful about generations of young black people to come. Um, I feel like um, we are ushering in something new for them. Um, because you see it, um, you see kind of, you see it in different spaces, um, not just in, in people marching, you know, with the placards, um, or people speaking out on social media or people using their influence to speak out on this. Um, but you see it even in the creative space in how black artists have been intentional about how we depict the imagery that represents us. You know, mm. um, we're no longer, we're not for this image of, you know, this weak, oppressive, you know, um, group of people. Um, I think we finally recognize the power we possess and, and we're trying to cultivate that. We're trying to, it's like a, a journey back to self. And I, and I think for me, that is really important um, for us as, as, as black people um, an understanding of, of our true history and where we come from and that our history didn't begin with slavery um, and I think, um, yeah, there's so many, there's so many, there's so many pieces to the puzzle. There's so many things that need to be done. Um, you know, we need to decolonize history books. You know that kids are getting fed at school. Um, but yeah, I think we're in a very special place. There's something different about this time. Absolutely, I completely agree with you on all, on all the points you've made. And uh, back to this last one, this pieces to the puzzle, right? Like, there's, um, let's say if if white supremacy is the evil tree that's been spawning, you know, evil fruits, right? Uh, I think the lot, there's a lot of branches that it comes from, right? There's there's the racism that has come out of it. There's in Kenya we have a lot of tribalism in in, in East Africa as well. Uh, and we have colorism within black communities, even Asian communities. I think it all comes from uh, a white supremacist uh, model that they've that they created in these times of uh, colonialism and 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 all these uh, things like slave trade and stuff. And it's something that you know it's affected society for so long. You know, like so long. Like Kenya, Kenya, we don't really have racism. There's, there's, there is there's different types. It's not like America or, or anything like that. And definitely, you know, obviously you can speak to um, 
South Africa. But we have we have more like it's like classism and elitism. You know, it's like we we see your skin, then we see your money. We don't really, you know, we don't care about your skin, but we just know we 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 care what how much money is in that pocket. So we have this general um in Kenya there's this thing where like there's some bars that are notorious for this and then restaurants and stuff where it's like white people are served first, then the Asians, mm-hmm. then the Africans. You know, really? and um, it's like yeah, and and it's, and it's and it's and it's it's terrible, and um, so so there's that in society. Then within the communities, uh, the black black people will we you know we categorize ourselves. Well, maybe we're categorized and now. We categorize ourselves light skin and dark skin and all these things, and um, there's so much division, and and that's the that's and that's the model, right? Divide and conquer, and and there's so much work. And uh, you know, le- le- not forgetting tribalism in Kenya is is huge. You know, we I feel like Kenya. You know, I don't want to speak this into existence, but we're never too far from a civil war in Kenya, yeah. because they have we have so much tribal tension. Mm-hmm. It's a miracle. Every 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 election is so tense in Kenya. Sheesh. As in, I'm talking about like tension because each like people in Nairobi, like this is where it's like the metropolitan or part of Kenya where everyone is trading and working or whatever. But like when election comes, everyone goes to their parts of Kenya where their tribes people are. Nice. Everyone does that. So, you know, you know, Nairobi is basically empty uh, for, for, for that period because everyone is going to vote and their homelands where they're safe with their villages and their, their tribes people. And you see how it's like our societies have just changed because of, because of this thing and man we have a lot of work but i love that africa black people been slowly reclaiming that right like you know we have these different movements that were that we're getting behind this black is beautiful there's there's been a lot of work to to promote that within uh the black the black race right and 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 it's a beautiful thing and and i love that this movement has given that a lot of strength and 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 um, a lot of steel, and so now people are are, are reclaiming a lot of things within our den- our identity, our history, and we're we're changing the narrative. It's like, yeah, we did not start with colonialism, you know, and um, we're much better than we're, we're we're portrayed. So we're now trying to portray ourselves the way we want to portray ourselves, and that's really important in terms of how we storytell. Absolutely. As a writer, as a podcaster, as a illustrator, whatever you do, it's like now um, I've been putting. We you know we must we must have this agenda for you know an Africa empowerment. So you know it's good to see different forms of that, and uh, there's some really amazing artists doing that, and 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 it's upon us, right? Like we have to do that. We have to create, you know, recreate the image and build from within because we can't expect you know these people to um paint us in the in the in the right picture you know so if it means you know black jesus then so be it because you have to see yourself in your in your creator right like if 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 you're born and that's already your default looking at a white man or whatever as 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 your god then man you're you're already back because every every big race or whatever they have their own uh you know imagination of god they have their own um you know uh, way of life and it's come from them like they look at themselves 
as as the source and we need to do that as black people in africa because we wouldn't be uh facing some of these challenges and you know upwards and onwards like we just have to see what we're doing going forward but i do i do like the uh decolonization concept in in our in our um in 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 our policies and in our minds i i i recently read an article that was fascinating actually basically saying um I'll, I'll, i just bring it up right now her name is angela ruhinda and she wrote an article that i shared recently black culture matters decolonizing modern africa look for that in medium actually I put out, i'll put it in the description and she's brings this idea of um among many other ideas she says we should reclaim uh some of our our, our, our the names that we have for the great lakes and and and, and different uh natural uh, environments that we have in ecosystems because like you know like in Kenya in East Africa we have uh Lake Victoria and it's like I've always always had a bad vibe with that I'm like why are we still calling this you yeah. know and then I heard some stories it was yeah. a gift I'm like gift gift for who from who like wh- 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 this does not make sense why we call it that you know and and it's disgusting honestly I've I've been very disturbed about it for the longest time so when she wrote this in the article I was like man thank you like these are the conversations we have to push cuz why why do we still uphold some of these names right victoria falls all sorts of things we just like come on man what are we doing it's a huge undertaking and it's so layered you know um from even monuments um that were built um you know to celebrate apartheid for example here in south africa um statues you know of of these people that are portrayed in you know in a heroic sense but these people were you know the very people that um uh, subjugated people and um and 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 brought these destructive systems to the continent um i agree i think it's it's on so many levels it's on so many levels it's a huge undertaking but we're 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 doing it step by step and i think we will, we will definitely get there i think it's even in creating ecosystems within the black community um where you know we trade amongst ourselves you support black business as as a black individual yeah. you know um yeah. other races you know are they do that unapologetically you know mm-hmm. um let's build each other's businesses up you know as as black people um there's so many different ways but um we will get there i believe that we will i think there's a lot of momentum and uh, there's pride i think the young africans love being young africans right i think yeah. before we were quick to get an education and and leave but now we're seeing you know you can get something and and africa is dope man black black culture is is awesome black culture is is the shit right like we we love ourselves and we're and and african youth they grow up not knowing any of these things tribalism and racism and you know and and africa is becoming a a little paradise and perhaps we can be you know too hard on africa cuz we are very young countries and uh with this kind of you know these borders as just you you find yourself confined in this space and hey oh now i'm a kenyan and um so so it's like we're we're very young and we've come a long way and we have a long way to go but it is very i am very hopeful and optimistic i can't wait I, you know i can't wait uh for 
a Wakanda, you know, we need a Wakanda kind of Africa. Uh, I, I just want like black people around the world to know, you know, it's like to have that home, right? Like Africa is home. Yeah. Yeah. We will get there. We will get there. We're on the right track. We really are. And um, I was speaking to Malin Spot Williams um, in, in, you know, in, in the previous podcast that I recorded um, and she was, we were touching on kind of the, the spiritual aspect of things. And I think that's a huge, a huge thing. Um, it's important for us to heal spiritually, you know, from centuries of, of, of trauma, because um, these things are generational, you know, they're passed down. Um, I, I, I think it's important to um, understand African spiritual practices, you know, um, and, you know, to be willing to do the research, um, even within your own lineage about what that looks like, you know, um, there's healing that needs to happen, deep spiritual healing that needs to happen. I love what, um, what is this man's name again, actor guy, half Ghanaian, half German, I think, Boris Kojo. Um, Boris Kojo has got this um, coming back home initiative where he, you know, he gets African-Americans to kind of, you know, book this trip to, to Ghana. Um, and they, you know, they come and, and experience the continent, but there's also a significant part of that, um, which is that kind of that healing, spiritual healing aspect where, you know, there's kind of a, a ritual that happens, you know, kind of, you know, welcome home on a spiritual level, you know, yeah. reconnection, you know, um, I, th- I think the the spiritual healing aspect of things is is fundamental very important that's that's a tricky one right like like you said it's generational and um we're kind of you kind of brainwashed into a certain way of thinking and uh, it's not our way of thinking so that that is a big one that'll be a big overcoming and um you know very important how we see ourselves from within essentially um sheesh okay maybe to lighter topics um <laughs> <laughs> definitely definitely um, this stuff is so you know like it gets me riled up because it's so passionate and it's emotional and you're like oh man you know it's like just don't mention it and i'll be cool but now that you've mentioned it i'm in it and now let's talk you know let's let's, let's, let's go in uh, <laughs> um uh, what what yeah. I am gonna what I am gonna request is that we have kind of a part two to our conversation. Um, yes, I, I just got a text that came through, and perhaps we can kind of have a lighter conversation. You know, when we do that. But I think this is a beautiful introductory conversation. Thank you so much. Um, I just got a text, right. and I need to kind of uh, attend to a, a neighbor. And yeah, Rudo Rudo needs to leave. Um, Hopefully the neighbor isn't like the house is in on fire, right? You don't see smoke. Like <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> hey, Rudo. Um, we're just over an hour, actually. It's been oh. really, really good talking to you. I did want to get into some other stuff, so yeah, let's let's do a part part two, perhaps on your pod. Uh, I, I'd, I'd really like that. Um, really, really good talking to you. Honestly, that was that was a, b- a big tease because I, you know, I, I want to pick your mind on a, a couple of other things really really good talking to you um like yeah like how 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 do you want people to reach you if you want them to reach you 
Um, so on, on, on my Instagram, I'm Rudo the Gift. Um, and yeah, I think that's ample. I'm not big on Twitter. Um, Facebook, Ruramai Rudo Musekiwa. And yeah, that's me on the socials. Should I put the, the link for the, the podcast? I, I, they should listen to that. Um, sure. Good. You know what? It's, 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 it's not as amazing as yours, you know? Ah, stop, stop, I'm still, stop. I'm, I'm, still, I'm still a baby podcaster. Come on, Roger. Like, I'm actually nervous putting yours out because now people will just go to yours and leave mine alone. It's like, hey, I think I found a better alternative. Okay. <laughs> hey, Rudo, thank you for your time yeah just hit me up when we should do this next it's been a pleasure thank you so much thank you have a beautiful day further okay all right okay all right then and episode 21 is a wrap thank you so much people for joining in wherever you're streaming from by the way just send me a message where you where you're streaming from i see the analytics but i really want to interact with some of these people Alright, I know Kenya's in the house. I see US is in the house. I see Australia in the building. So, wherever you're from, if you're from somewhere I wouldn't expect, I would like to hear from you. Hit me up in the DM. Thank you so much, Rudo, for joining on this episode. It was so good having you. So many insights. It was great laughing with you. And uh, I definitely can't wait to feature on your podcast. I'm sure everyone else will thank you for joining as well. And hey, people, right below, I'll put her details so you can go and thank her yourself and follow her. She is a great artist and um, yeah, has a lot to offer. As you have heard, rate, review, follow the podcast and uh, I'll see you next time. My name is Roger Gray and this is the Gray Zebra Podcast. Peace.